to another episode of XOXO, Amanda and Becky Talk About Gossip Girl. I'm Amanda. I'm Becky. Today we're on uh, Season 2, Episode 18, The Age of Dissonance. Okay. I simply have no response. I have nothing left. I want to say in advance that I... I've seen, okay, I have this, like, sort of issue. I was discussing this with Becky before we started recording. Before I sat down to watch the entire show, I went through, there's a list online of every show that Sebastian Stan, every episode that Sebastian Stan is in, and I watched all of those episodes. So So I have already seen this episode. What's the furthest that he's in? I don't remember. Do you remember, like, what season? He's in, he like, so he's about to hook up with, well, I won't say. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, why am I spoiling the end of the episode? I'm not going to do that, which is weird. This feels weird. Um, he's like in a relationship with Serena. Mm. Okay. That means like I think. nothing. I, the thing is like, I like Serena, but I don't care about Literally any of her relationships. No, nor she should has you. The, the worst taste in men, as we'll see in this episode. Yes, confusing, confusing taste in men. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I've already, the point is I've already seen this episode, um, and also I just want to say, like Sebastian Stan, very cute in this episode, but like he has glowed up like in a big way. Yeah, he doesn't look that great, I think. He looks No, like, he looks he looks like very tired. <laughs> he looks so tired. I think he might need that one of those Sephora sets also. Also his his chin looks weak in this episode. <laughs> he <laughs> does look weak. But he like I I was like comparing pictures of like Sebastian Stan and Gossip Girl versus like so I'm just gonna tell you guys, if you have any interest, go Google Sebastian Stan. GQ Romania photo shoot and look at the images you will not be disappointed have you still not seen I Tanya I they're not showing it here really no what movies are playing we literally Fargo? we're literally just getting call me by your name today we it was the first day wow we had it here. oh actually you know it did come out nationwide today because on Rotten Tomatoes which I've been checking okay guys I've been going to the movies so much. I'm trying to see as many movies as, like, humanly possible. So I've been checking Rotten Tomatoes, like, every day. And it's like, what's opening this week? Like, what movie is coming out? And it's literally, like, Call Me By Your Name and Phantom Thread. And it's like, the, I saw these movies, like, two months ago. Like, why is this shit just showing up? And it's because they were in limited release in New York. So that's why. But that's weird that you, don't, that you haven't gotten I, Tanya. I have not seen it yet. Um... Yeah, I would love to see it. I think it looks great. And I, um, yeah, but I have not seen it. Um, so anyway, yes, I am going to see Call Me By Your Name again this weekend. I have been thinking about it. I thought about it all day today, how excited I am to see it again. Have you been, I personally downloaded the Sufjan song, or I added them to my phone, the two Sufjan songs, and I almost cried on the train. Oh my gosh. No, I've only been listening to Brockhampton. Oh my god, amazing. <laughs> well, it's, what, like, what gets me is the weird, like, interface between Brockhampton and One Direction. 
<laughs> yeah, because they talk about One Direction. They rhyme One Direction with skin infection, which I was like, sold. One of them also talks about trying to call Harry Styles. And yeah. I'm like, this is great. This is all I've ever wanted in uh, in my music. So that's thrilling. If you guys are not listening to Brockhampton, you really should be. It's so good. It's really, really, really good. Yeah. I feel very old listening to them because they're all like 19, I think. But that's okay. <laughs> you know why I feel old? Because I don't want to eat a Tide Pod. <laughs> I think that's a joke, but I don't, like, totally know. No, it's so funny. I was at Walgreens and, like, okay, so first of all, people, I feel like I might have already talked about this on the podcast. People, like, buy and sell or, like, steal Tide and, like, use it as a drug currency. Like, I read a very long, like, Time article about it. Oh, my God. People steal Tide. So they, like, always, like, if you go into, um, like, a Walgreens or wherever – and there's detergent. Like, the only detergent that will be, like, locked up is the Tide because people steal it and sell it for drug currency. And then now you got to be careful because the Tide Pods, the youth, are going crazy. <laughs> the youth. Can I tell you one other thing that the youth are doing that I actually love? Okay. Apparently, I just learned this today, some of the youth are calling 2018... 20 gay teen. <laughs> Why? Because it's the year of the gay teen. Oh, interesting. In like what capacity? Like are teens I don't know, coming just out? Like, gay <laughs> shit is like going to happen this year. Like what? Do we do we well, have any for theories? example? Remember the girl who is friends with the princess and um Princess Diary? Uh, with the Yes, she's in the L word. Yeah, she is marrying a woman. She's engaged to a woman. Great. That, you know what, that, based off her character, her acting in the L word is so realistic. I should, I should have seen it coming. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. I feel like other gay stuff is happening. For example, I'm going to see Call Me By Your Name tomorrow. That's pretty gay. Um. Yeah, I mean, gay people will continue to get married, probably. <laughs> like, you know, the world will spin. I just feel like it's the year of gay people. <laughs> I'm hopeful. I'm optimistic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I feel good. I mean, I'm, I guess, mm, have we, have we done a show? What did we do our last show? It has been 2018. It's been a while. We did one. We yeah, done we one did already. one in 2018 though. Okay. Yeah. I I feel like it's been a very long time this year, but it's only been like three weeks since the year began. But I feel like it's been a lot longer. Anyway, so the episode, <laughs> yeah, we have a play, unfortunately. I don't really ever want to see a fake, I don't want to see a real play with teenagers. I don't want to see a fake one depicted. This is no. annoying to me, but, you know, this is what we're dealing with. So it's a senior play. They're doing uh, The Age of Innocence. And I don't know anything about the... I don't know what this is. I don't care about it. I just... I don't care. I feel like at one point I had to read Edith Wharton 
in high school and did not care for her. I was never forced to read this or any of uh, her works. Is this a book or a play? Like, was it originally a play? Was it always a play? I think it was originally a book. Apparently. I feel like Edith Wharton didn't. I might be wrong. I feel like she did not write plays. Okay. I have no idea, like, what any of this is. So, based off my understanding, Blair is the star of the show, I guess. And Serena is just playing, like, some kind of dumb, pretty character. And... Blair is acting with Dan, and I wasn't trying to figure out the details of this. I was just like, fine, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's not, it's not interesting, it's not important. They're in a play, all their characters, I think, like, for some reason, they expect their audience to have, like, more familiarity with this, with the, the storyline of the Age of Innocence than, like, anyone possibly could oh you mean like the viewer of the show of yes. the tv show right yeah, and so I like all the like characters are like who are, right i feel like all of the the characters like on the show are supposed to match up with like the characters yeah. that they're playing in the play yeah but like and they try to sort of subtly explain what the show what the play is about but like there's just not quite enough context. No, you're like to have wait, it be what? like meaningful. It's just confusing. Well, that's it's funny. a weird plot device that they were like, "This is clever," but like, it's it's just like wrong. It didn't work. It doesn't work. I feel like this is where the show really is like, oh, this was written by forty year olds. Like, right? It's written like I guess it's supposed to be like a wink, wink to like any parents that are watching. But it's still, like, I don't know. It just is, it's just boring. It's just, like, unnecessary information that's, like, populated in the episode to, like, feel like fill it out because there's, like, not enough actual storyline to, like, make it, like, 40 minutes long. They're, like, we got to have more exposition about this stupid play. Yeah. Um, Anyway. (sighs) Yeah. So, um... Yeah, the to kind of I don't know how much more information do we need? That's fine. We're That's good. That's enough. So like almost immediately we find out that Nellie Yuki has gotten into Yale. And because Yale only accepts one student from Constance, it means Blair is not going to Yale anymore. And so Blair's pissed. Um, yeah, so, you know, she's just trying to figure out what's going on, what happened, etc. We also find out pretty quickly into the episode that Serena now has a crush on the director of the play. He's not a teacher. He's, like, a hire. They're, like, they hire him, right? Yes. So, technically, it's weird because it's, like, we have the Dan Miss Carr storyline, and I feel like they're, like, we need, like, kind of a comparable thing for Serena I don't know it's like I don't really get why they're like pushing this and I will say so this director his name is Julian he's like a moderately more attractive version of Aaron if you guys can push yourselves into remembering him and I know it's traumatizing because he was so awful and he had that terrible haircut but he's like a similar kind of like douchey creative brunette like 
just, like, very, like, blah, and it doesn't make sense why Serena is attracted to him, and he also wears... He wears at least one scarf. I don't know if he's wearing multiple within the episode. Uh, so very, uh, you know, unfortunate scarves in this episode, just, like, across the board, but he's sucks. He's just, like, annoying, and it doesn't make any sense why she's attracted to him. I feel like she just has a type, which is brunette guys who are, like, uh, like pretentious and artistic. Yeah, like, creative adjacent. Creative adjacent, precisely. That's yes. like me. I'm creative adjacent. No, that's not true. You're very talented. I made that pillow. The pillow is better than anything Aaron, Dan, or this director have produced cumulatively. Well, I, I hope so because they're not real. I'm saying, like, in the fictional universe I know, I know. of Gossip Girl. <laughs> Um, okay, so Miss Get Con- his secrets. <laughs> Get his secrets. So Miss Carr, Miss um, Carr is back at school because, as we remember, there wasn't any like proof that they could muster up that she was having an affair with Dan. So they're like, "Well, we have to like let her come back to the school because we don't want to get sued by her." And it's very strange because all the teachers are like gossiping about her, and it's just like. It's so insane, and there's it's like, oh, like, even when you're old, like, people still act like teenagers, but it's like, do people, I don't think people would act like that, that's so bizarre. I feel like adults are much better at, like, pretending that everything's fine. Yeah, I, I think that's true. I also feel like, oh, God, this, this is, like, the most absurd, like, the way that this storyline ends in this episode yeah, it's is like insane. it's so sloppy. <laughs> yeah, no, this episode is garbage. <laughs> it's, a mess. it's a mess, apart from Carter Basin. Okay. One of the other like things that's happening in this episode is Vanessa is for some reason making a documentary again. So boring about the play, which is so dumb. Vanessa um, has no narrative inspiration, apparently. She's just like, I'm just gonna film like the dumb shit that my acquaintances are involved. It's like Vanessa. Like, oh my god, you suck. I can't stand her. It's awful. But she is, like, really into Edith Wharton for some reason. And Nate is just, like, not interested, which is fair. And we get some good lines from Nate later about how he's not, like, literary, which I enjoyed. Okay. So then we go – so Chuck has gotten a doctor's note. So he doesn't have to participate in this play because he suffers from acute stage fright. So congratulations (laughs) to Chuck. I totally missed that. Congratulations to Chuck for getting out of this debacle. Chuck is, like, doing business things, apparently. He goes to a restaurant. We're not totally sure why. It's called... But he, like... Wait, can I tell you what it's... Did you make a note of what it was called? No. It's called Park Avenue Winter. Oh, my gosh. And it's a real restaurant. I that doesn't surprise me. And it, on the website, it, they said it's a new restaurant, which isn't, it isn't, because this episode is from, like, 10 years ago. <laughs> They're doing their best. Um, but Chuck just shows up. He, like, has this table 
But he sees this man, Mr. Campbell. We don't know who Mr. Campbell is, but they have this conversation. I, I just call and he's him just the like, man. I just heard, <laughs> Chuck runs into some middle-aged man, you know? It's, I was like, I cannot clock this guy's name. Like, it's, I can't. I just remembered it because it's the same name as the crazy person who's trying to beat Heidi Heidkamp in North Dakota. His name is Mr. Campbell. It's Tom Campbell. He's batshit crazy. (laughs) Anyway, um, so Chuck also sees Carter there. And Carter is with Elle. And Chuck is like, Elle, what are you doing here with Carter? And... Whatever. And they, like, have this weird conversation. She's like, who are you? I don't know you. Yeah. I don't, like, what is Elle's deal? How old do we think she is? Okay, What well, is she doing fucking around with all these high school students? Well, it's so insane because on the L word, okay, this actress. Is she on the L word, too? Yes, I brought this up last time we recorded. Okay, oh so God. on the L word, her character is supposed to be like 19 which is insane because this actress is at least like in her like late 20s because she was also on an amazing show called south of nowhere speaking of gay teenagers oh my gosh that was on the n when like degrassi was like coming n wow it was like degrassi was like coming down from its height like i believe jimmy aubrey graham was on his (laughs) way aubrey Drake Graham, excuse me, was on his way out of the show. I believe he was in the wheelchair at that point. So I believe he sure. was on his way out. But she she was on the show called South of Nowhere, which is a, it's very upsetting. It's about this family in, I think they're in L.A. And the their two sons and a daughter. And it's like kind of like a conservative family and the daughter realizes that she's gay and that she like starts she like becomes friends with this like girl at her school who's like kind of rebellious and then they like fall in love and it's ugh, it's such a good show and this girl is in it for like a hot second and i was just like she's one of those people where it's like you're like oh i recognize you from something and then you google it and you're like oh my god you've been in every single tv show so here's the thing she was born in 1984 so she's like the same age as the other actors yeah okay okay sure do you, i'm assuming you just google that or did you just know her i was on imdb age <clears throat> Obviously, I was on IMDb. Yeah, because let's see. She was on the L Word in, like, 2007. So she was not 19. Yes. She was, like, in her, like, mid-20s, early right. 20s. Cause Which is, like, like, normal. They make a big deal about her being, like, not drink of drinking age. And it's, like, there's no way this girl's, like, 18. This is insane. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, okay. So we're at the restaurant. Carter is having a meal with Elle. Chuck talks to her. Elle's like, I have to use the restroom. She gets up and runs away. And then Carter is like, all right, well, I guess I better leave. So he leaves. And then Mr. Campbell also well, leaves. Okay. I will say, so Elle is like, I have to go to the bathroom, but then the, the like waiter or something comes up to them and he's like, your date just left through the kitchen. <laughs> so she like escaped. She ran away. 
And so Carter leaves, and then Mr. Campbell follows Carter, like, out of the restaurant. And it's like, right. what the fuck is going on? And then Chuck appears it's to just eat lunch also. by himself. Um, yeah, was Chuck, like, going to a meeting? Like, what the no, hell was going on? No, I think he was just on? having – he was, like, a, he was, like, ladies who lunch. But, like, I love Chuck. It. Chuck who lunches. Um, so we're back at school, and Dan has Jenny deliver a note to Miss Carr – excuse me, for him. And – she, Miss Carr, writes a note back and gives Jenny, like, a key to her apartment. Which is weird, because, like, why would she carry around a spare key? I'm just realizing. Great question. <laughs> but also, like, that's so fucking, this is crazy, okay? She's gotten her job back, like, on the condition that she doesn't fuck her students. Correct? Also, it's Dan. Like, I, like... <laughs> have higher standards for Why yourself, Why would she have, like, a key randomly? Like, it's so... She's like, here's my key. I won't be able to get into my apartment, but that's okay. Maybe she also has a lock-picking set. Maybe. <laughs> she should just give... Put... Slip a lock-picking set into the envelope. Oh Come to my apartment. Pick my lock. <laughs> okay, I don't like where that's going. So, <clears throat> Blair... No. Talks to the headmistress about Yale and Nellie. And basically, the headmistress is like, look, someone called Yale and told them about how you did all this stuff to Miss Carr, so they're rescinding your acceptance. You know, whatever. You're not going. Like, it's this is a final situation. And so Blair is furious and is trying to figure out who ratted her out, basically. But it's also, like, I feel like... I don't know. It seemed like... would Wouldn't Yale have, like... No, I'm confused. Like, didn't Yale already know about this? Or, like, they would have found they out anyway? That they knew that she was in trouble, had gotten suspended or expelled or whatever, but they didn't know why. I feel like, wouldn't you ask... I feel like people can get, like, in trouble for, like, a lot. It's like, you got detention for protesting. That's very different than blackmailing your teacher or whatever she did. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Anyway, um, Elle is in Lily's apartment for some reason, and she's wearing a hideous necklace. Yeah, And that's my only note about that scene. (laughs) There are a lot of ugly necklaces in this episode. Elle needs, Elle needs Chuck's help. So we're going to come back to that. Um, so Jenny is, like, watching the show because she's helping with the costumes or whatever. And Rufus comes in to, like, watch the rehearsal and sits next to Jenny. And, like, the note that Miss Carr was trying to get to Dan falls out of Jenny's bag. And Rufus picks it up and reads it because he loves to invade his He's so privacy. aggressive. He's, like... If somebody, like, dropped a letter and I, like, picked it up and they're like, oh, like, sorry, can I have that back? I'd be like, yeah, sure, here you go. Right. I wouldn't be like, no, like, I'm going to read it. It's so weird. <laughs> it's, it I is. It's, like, weird. I hate Rufus. I know. Rufus is terrible. Like, I agree with Rufus's actions apart from this here because, like, Rufus is dealing with a situation where his son is, like, having sex with a teacher. No, bad. Rufus, the thing that, it's like, this show does these things where it's like, you can 
objectively agree with someone and be like, they're doing all the right stuff, but I hate them. And this right. is Rufus. And it's like, I mean, we'll get to the part when he's eating what ice cream at the end of the episode, but yes. it's like, oh, God. <laughs> so what? It's like he's eating milk. Anyway, <laughs> I just like hate him. Anyway, so, you know, he has the key, whatever. Jenny fucked the whole thing up. Yeah. Um, so then Blair confronts Nellie about Yale, and she is, like, she thinks she's the one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she basically is, like, you told Yale about what happened, everyone's jealous of me, but then Nellie is, like, actually, everyone hates you. And I feel like this must be something that happens in the Age of Innocence, because it's, like, a whole, like... I don't know, like a whole thing. It's like, actually, everyone hates you. Yeah. Or maybe it's just like for character development. I don't know. So as she's like yelling at Nellie, we get this random Gossip Girl blast. This was so strange. And it's about the Lord. (laughs) And if you will recall, (laughs) cast your mind back (laughs) to Marcus which is not something. Can you just imagine a lord naming their son Marcus? No. <laughs> I feel like that's not the name for like British nobility. Whatever. It's fine. So, Marcus, if you'll recall, was having sex with his stepmother. And um and his stepmother was Imagine Amic from correct. Twin Peaks and Riverdale. Correct. Um, and so everybody's like, somebody's out to get you, Blair. Yeah. So then Serena and Vanessa are talking to the director. What is his name? Julian. Um, Julian. It's Julian. Yeah. And Vanessa and Serena's like, why don't we, it's like very clear that the director has like, an intellectual connection with Vanessa. Like, they just, they, like, understand each other. Well, it's because, like, Julian is like, oh, I know, like, so much about whatever. Like, this movie. And Vanessa's like, ooh, I do, too. It's like, shut the fuck up. Yes, true. Um, But they decide that they're going to go out to, like, have lunch or something. This is so unfortunate. It's confusing. All right, so then Blair is like, no one knows about this situation with the Lord except for a few people, and one of them is Vanessa. So she assumes that Vanessa is the one who sent this blast to Gossip Girl, which, like, I did not understand while it was happening when she was like, I know it's Vanessa, because I, like, didn't remember this storyline very well. No, I truly could not follow this. (laughs) So Vanessa, Vanessa's, like, getting yelled at, basically. It was because Vanessa was the one who caught Marcus and Madge having sex on the floor. Okay. Um, So Chuck is helping Elle. He let her bathe, which is nice. And Elle was like, oh, I thought Carter could help me because he's rich. Yeah. I need to get out of the country. And so Chuck's like, we'll get you a new passport. And then I was like, what the fuck is this storyline? It's so vague. It's like, 
they're like, what if we just make it really vague? I'm like, just maybe then no one will <laughs> ask any questions. It's like, I don't know if it's ever Do we resolved. learn more about this? It must be. I don't remember the storyline because, like, it's not interesting. But it's just like, there's like some sort of, like, secret society or something. But it's, we're not, it's not being flushed out in any way. And so it's like, wait, I was like sure that she was dead also. I'm a little bit disappointed that she's alive. I thought you meant like she was a ghost. It's like, no. Um, No, no, no. So basically, whatever. Chuck's going to help her like get out of the country or something. And then they kiss. Okay. So then we go to the worst thing ever, which is a dinner between Julian, Serena, Nate, and Vanessa. For some reason... These teenagers are drinking red wine, which is bizarre. Also, no restaurant in New York looks like this. Like, I don't, I've never, this looks like. Like a Friday's? It looks like an Olive Garden. But like, <laughs> but it's like, like the original Olive Garden. Like, like a nicer Olive Garden. Yeah, like there's no, re- there was like breadsticks on the table. Anyway. And I feel like we skipped over there are, the- I will say there are Olive Gardens in New York City. No, there are. I was talking with friends about going to one tonight, but then we decide maybe tomorrow. Anyway, so... <laughs> so... Um, now I really want a breadstick. Anyway, so... We glossed over the fact that Serena is wearing a sequined scarf. <laughs> it's just like a piece of sequin. Like, it's like a also, row of sequins. her shirt is like... So low cut. It's like falling off. <laughs> well, it's like it's like a blouse, but also like a like a like a very light like jacket. All it's like not a shirt, but it is a shirt. And then it's a lot. you know she's she's wearing a scarf. Naturally, that's just like a piece of sequin fabric. It's very strange. Anyway, um, this is a horrible, horrible dinner where basically Julian is like, movies, and then Vanessa's like, movies, and then Nate's like, okay, I'm gonna leave. But Serena doesn't want Vanessa to leave because she has nothing in common with Julian. So Vanessa stays, but Julian goes to pay the bill or something, and Vanessa says to Serena, you know, I, like, I really don't like this guy, he's really pompous and arrogant, and all, he just talks about, like, these movies that he likes and Vanessa's like but actually I'm really annoying too like I'm exactly like him and so it's just delightful moment of self self awareness self awareness yeah and then Serena makes a plan for Julian to coach her before the play like to run lines with her and he's like great text me your address and it's like why would he meet her at her, her apartment. apartment. It's so weird. It's like they meet at school, obviously. This is so strange. Well, also he's drinking red wine with a bunch of high school students. So this man <sighs> has no understanding of personal or professional so boundaries. Weird. Okay. So then okay, Miss Car- we go to Miss Carr's apartment. And she is wearing this little red dress, and she has all these candles lit. So many candles. And and she's, like, got this romantic tablescape all set up. It's very, um, it's very semi-homemade with Sandra Lee. Sandra Lee! (laughs) And the door opens, and it's not Dan, it's Rufus. And Rufus is like, you need to stop which, again, is, like, maybe he could have handled that, like, a little bit differently, but also true. 
she does need to stop. Yeah, I mean, it's just, like, a bad situation across the board. Um, so Rufus talks to Dan, and he's like, you'll be expelled if people find out. And it's like, why would he be expelled? That's not how this works. You don't expel a student for having an affair with the teacher. You fire the teacher, and the teacher goes to, like, prison. That's true. This isn't, like, why would you expel the student? That's, like... I feel like the only reason why this is like this argument is because Dan, it's be- the teacher is a woman. If the teacher was a man, then it would never be like that's so true. The student would but never like, be getting expelled. Like it's insane. Yeah, it is crazy. It's yeah, it's bananas. But Dan is also just dumb as shit. Like, come on, Dan. Yeah, I. Oh, he's so fucking dumb. And also, like, since when is he 18? He's like, I'm 18. It's like, wait, what? Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. We need to, like, I hold on. Nellyuki gets into Yale. But Serena had also gotten into Yale. Yeah. But was this, did Nellie get into Yale because Serena turned down Yale? Is that how she could get in? Because they only accept one. I guess. Yeah. yeah, that must be what happened. I thought I had found a plot hole, but alas. I there, trust to... me, there are plot holes. Once you find out who Gossip Girl is, you're like, what? <laughs> I look forward to that. Okay. Um, so Vanessa is... So, okay, Serena has Julian over at her apartment, and they're, like, running lines. The apartment looks weird. It, like, looks so different. Like, they, like... They, like... The set was being used by, like, a different show. So they're like, uh-oh. Like, we gotta get someone together. Yeah, it does, like, it, it doesn't like, look the same. Maybe it's just, like, a room we haven't been in. It's unclear. The art is, like, completely different. Anyway. But, um... Serena has, like, this... It's really funny. This, like, huge Bluetooth earpiece on... And she's on the phone with Vanessa. And Vanessa can hear Julian. So Vanessa is, like, telling um, Serena what to say to Julian. And so they're having this conversation. And because Vanessa's feeding her, like, lines, um, she's, she's, like, it sounds like she's talking to Julian, like, on the phone. And Nate walks in to pick her up for something and overhears her having this conversation and assumes that she's talking to Julian. And so he's like upset about that. Also, one of my notes from the scene is I feel like Blake Lively has great comedic timing. Sure. (laughs) Is that so crazy of me? I Um, feel like that's fair. She's um, a very talented actress. So Chuck and Elle go to Sebastian Stan to get her a passport. Could not remember his character's name for the life of me, so I just went with Sebastian. And it's like, I don't remember what happens, but basically they get in a limo together, and then he, like, flashes his arm, and he has, like, that weird tattoo, and it's like, oh, God, he's in the cult also. I'm like, again, this storyline is so fake, so that's all I can provide you with. It's, like, so confusing. You're like, why? <laughs> why? But also, this just peters out in such a sad, disappointing way. Yeah, it's so stupid. All right, so then we get another... We've got another Gossip Girl blast about how 
Serena only got into Yale because she agreed to be in a press release. And Serena assumes that Blair is the one who sent the blast, but Blair did not. But Serena yells at Blair. Yeah, so Blair thinks it was Dan. Um, Right. Then we have a really unfortunate scene where Dan basically corners Miss Carr, and they, like, go into this costume closet, and Dan's like, I want to be with you. And then she seems, like, very, like, eh. But then they have sex anyway. And it's just, like, you know, with... I mean, again, the power dynamic is a little strange because she is the teacher. But it's, you know, I did think of the Aziz Ansari story, unfortunately. Mm. It was echoing that. It was just, like, weird. She seemed to be very not into it and then very into it. It was confusing. It was confusing. Um, Consent is important, though. Dan. Daniel. All right. So uh, then Mr. Campbell goes to the apartment, Chuck's, to Lily's apartment, and meets Chuck and plays dumb about this whole secret society situation. And Chuck is like, I saw you follow Carter out. And Mr. Campbell's like, I don't know what you're talking about. But then Chuck, he's like, I can't say, I can't like say anything about that. And then immediately after he leaves, Chuck gets a text telling him to meet at a hotel at like 1030. Um, Okay. So then Julian gives what is supposed to be an inspirational speech to the actors. And he's just like mean to Nate. He's like, you've never, like, faced any hardship, and also you have no emotions, which is, like, kind of true, but it's just, like, (laughs) really unnecessary. He also utters the line, you're as empty as the Federal Reserve. Yeah, that felt really desperate. And I was like, I don't know what that is supposed (laughs) to mean. (laughs) Like, truly, what does he mean by that? In what respect is the Federal Reserve empty? I don't know. The Great Recession, Amanda. <laughs> I'm not a... Oh, didn't God. you want an economist major or something? Economist major. Economist. I, major, I studied economists. <laughs> you know what I mean. You know, like, when you're an economist major. <laughs> it's close enough. It didn't Uh, make, this line did not make a lot of sense to me. But anyway, also I just want to note that for some reason, Charles Isherwood is in the audience. And this is another moment where it's actually Charles Isherwood. And they just, he he just like, I think he's for the New York Times, I think. Okay. And it's just one of these scenes where like, 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 I guess he wanted a cameo or something, but he has such a horrible actor no amanda they get like really big people to be in the show and none of them can act including jonathan carp who is like a publisher because i know someone named jonathan carp and i was like oh my god are you in cut and he was like this ki- this kid they went to wash you with i was like oh my god you're in gossip girl and he was like that's like an actual publisher and people have like emailed me thinking that they were like trying to email 
I thought that was really funny. They get, like, real people. I mean, like, you do see, like, Ivanka Trump poorly act on Gossip Girl. Like I look forward to that. And, like, you probably get, like, a glimpse of Jared, like, just standing there, like, the mannequin that he is. Um, and you, you see whoever this guy is, and they're all terrible actors. None of them can act. Jared Kushner looks like he's 14 years old. He's, like... Can Jared Kushner grow a beard? He's so feminine. He really does have, like, the (laughs) smoothest face. Also, okay, this is, like, very, like, this is not supposed to be funny, but I did just watch um, Boys Don't Cry. I'm, like, watching a lot of movies that I've missed, obviously, that, like, are, like, classics in, like, American, like, contemporary American cinema or whatever. Last night, I watched Silence of the Lambs. Good. Which is extremely outdated. I was like, this movie is silly. Anyway, I watched Boys Don't Cry, which is like such an upsetting movie in case anyone hasn't seen it. It's good, but I was just like going back and forth between like if you saw Hillary Swank with like a short haircut, like what you would think. And I guess it's like they're like so shocked when her character is, like, revealed to, like, be, like, anatomically a woman. And it's just, like, she, like, doesn't look particularly, like, masculine in that movie. It's, like, which I guess... Are you saying that Jared Kushner is a trans man? (laughs) No, it's just, like, I just, like, it's just, like, I was getting, like, now that I'm thinking of Jared Kushner, I'm, like... I feel like I'm, like, getting, like, glimpses of, like, Hillary Swank and Boys Don't Cry. <laughs> just, like, such, like, a, a feminine face, which is fine. But it's just a comment. <laughs> Statement. <laughs> I don't, like, mean it as, like, a judgment in any way. Like, I have no issue if you're trans, obviously. But it's just, like, he has a feminine face. And, like, there are a lot of things that I can criticize Jared Kushner about, and I do, and his amazing skin is not one of them. Maybe Jared Kushner uses this combination <laughs> skincare product from Sephora Jared, that I Jared Kushner, are you using Drunk Elephant? Like, what product should I be using? <laughs> Does he have a Twitter? Like, what if I just started? He's big into K-beauty products. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god. Wow. Okay. Well, you know, if anyone could work on, you know, finding out his his skincare routine, that'd be great. Anyway, <laughs> so um, back to this horrible episode. So then we unfortunately have to watch Dan and Blair perform a scene together. And they're like doing this thing that happens in TV shows that I don't think has ever happened in real life. Where two people are performing in a play, but they're also, like, working out, like, a personal thing. Like, and it's, like, if you're watching a play, like, you can tell if somebody's <laughs> talking to someone else. Like, this isn't a thing that would, if somebody, I'd be, like, what? I, I would audibly be, like, what are they doing? <laughs> so they're, they're, like, I can't believe you sent that Gossip Girl blast. I didn't do it. What are you talking about? Like. They're talking like, like an, at, like, a normal volume. Yeah, they're not, like, whispering or, like, mouthing it. They're just, like, speaking. Just, like, I can't believe you sent that. And then they'll, like, say a line of the actual play. It's very strange. Um, But then but Dan like, is... Go ahead. Well, Dan basically realizes that Miss Carr sent the blast. So that's not good. Right. 
Um, so then there's this scene in the play where like every, all the characters are on stage and Nate forgets his line and then just goes off script and he's just angry. And then everyone goes off script and everybody's just complaining about how annoyed they are with everyone else. And then the stage manager is just like, fuck this. And, um, closes the curtain and that's like the end of the play. Also, Nate says asshat. They clearly were, like, wanted him to say asshole, but they couldn't because of whatever. But it's so crazy because I've been watching Grownish, which is... I don't know what Freeform is. I know that it, like, is what ABC Family used to be or something. But, like, I don't know. They say shit on it. And it's, like, how do they say that on TV? Is, like, it not, like, a real TV channel? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the rules are anymore. Like, what the censorship stuff is. But, anyway, so he says asshat. And then the theater critic that Amanda and I were discussing earlier, I don't know, what is his name? Julian. No, 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 the critic. Charles Isherwood. Exactly. He's, like... He's complimenting Julian. He's like, oh my god, this was amazing. It's so avant-garde. And Julian's like, really? And then he's like, still wearing a scarf, I think. And, yeah. And then we Charles Isherwood is wearing a lovely um, light blue turtleneck. Turtleneck, yeah. He looked like a theater critic. He 100% did. And he was like, the play. It was so avant-garde. Yeah, his acting is... (laughs) Truly the horrendous. most wooden acting you've ever just like someone who's so uncomfortable and they're just like why we got did they it. ask him to be on the show i don't understand why I, didn't he say no i think this was like a huge amanda i'm telling you these we have okay we have bloomberg in an episode of gossip girl we oh see michael bloomberg like they they got the fucking mayor to be on the show. I don't know if de Blasio would say yes. I'm thinking he would because I feel like he's a huge attention whore. But <laughs> um, it's very strange. Anyway, so we find out that Julian is gay. And it's like, okay, yeah. that's great. That means he's sure. going to like not be in any more of the show, which is fine with me because he sucks. And Nate and Vanessa like get in a little bit of an argument. They resolve the like miscommunication with Vanessa on the phone with Serena but basically Nate's like look we don't have anything in common you like books and movies and I like ESPN (laughs) I laughed so hard when he said that he's like I don't know I just like ESPN or whatever and it's like oh that's so sad um but yeah so basically it's like kind of unclear where they're leaving off but it's not great So then we go back to, we go to the hotel where Chuck has received this mysterious text to go to. And Elle is there. And it turns out she was just using Chuck. She doesn't need him. So she just, like, leaves. She's like, I just need it. Because she's like, look, they're not trying to hurt me. They just wanted me to sign an NDA. Whatever. And then Elle's like, look, you have a good heart. Just, like, go to someone who, like, actually cares. But it's like... Chuck, like, was only helping her because she's really hot. Like, it wasn't like he was, like, helping a homeless person. No. It was like, oh, you're pretty and, like, you, like, And I want to bang you again. And you're vulnerable. It's not like 
he actually was like extending himself in any way. She's no. like, you're such a good person. It's I don't this know. Is it's false. A, it's this not is true. Insane. Um, okay, I'll so check. then we're back at the play, but it's like post play, and there's a lot of vitamin water. There's a lot of vitamin there's water. Like there's like a table. whole table filled with vitamin water. <laughs> it's like comical. I have to, how much vitamin water is on the Have I told you, have I said this on the podcast, that I walk past this one house, and every time I walk past it, there is, like, a different combination of vitamin waters on their porch. And I just went for a walk the other day in the dead of winter. It was snowing. There was, like, a blizzard, and I'm just, like, walk, going for a walk. And there were multiple vit- vitamin waters on the porch in a different arrangement. Were they, like, frozen? I didn't look that carefully, but I did take a picture. I have all these pictures of the vitamin water. I didn't send that one to you, but... Wait, that's so crazy. I wonder if they're trying to, like, send a message to, like, the public or something, like, through the vitamin water. It's like, so, like, how much... Who is drinking vitamin water in the this year of our Lord 2018? Or okay, should I say 2018? Do you think that, like... Okay, remember when you were really into, like, decoding things? What if yes. this is a code? Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda, we got a crack the code. Go, I have to start going every day and take a picture of it and see if, like, the position of the bottles change. <laughs> or, like, the flavors, wow. how much is in them. Um, what if they're, like, trapped in the house and they're, like, allowed to go on the porch sometimes <laughs> and they use the vitamin water bottles as a cry for help? <laughs> well, that's obviously what I'm thinking. Again, bringing up upsetting news, that crazy thing in California, I'm like, I need to know everything about this because it's so insane <laughs> and upsetting. And it really brings me back to the days of Oprah. But, like, now I'm like, wow, there's someone being kidnapped. In, in, right here in Fargo. In that house. Uh, probably not. But, so basically Dan confronts Miss Carr about the Gossip Girl blasts, and Miss Carr is like, Blair ruined my life, so this was justified. And then Dan's like, you're insane, you're an adult. Like, Blair's a teenager. Which is like, it's true. I mean, I get It's a little bit generous to Blair, but also... (laughs) It's true. No, it's, no, it's like, you can be like, look, Blair's a monster, but like, you can't just act out. Right. It's like, you can't, no, I like, at first I was like, that's stupid, but it's true. It's like. No, it's absolutely true. You you can't do that kind of stuff. It's strange. It is. And so Dan sees Blair on his way out. And I love this. I, it was like a good moment for Dan. I thought he goes, it was Miss Carr and we had sex in the costume closet. So you can do whatever you want with that. I thought that was great. Okay, so in the next scene, Vanessa goes to Nate's with snacks. And I'm still confused. Can anyone answer? Wait, 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 wait. What? Before that, Miss Blair goes to talk to Miss Carr, uh, and Miss Carr is like, uh, I, I don't know what I've become. And Blair is like, I'm just going to punish you by telling you to live with yourself. <laughs> and then also, before we get to the snacks, Dan goes to Serena and explains the Gossip Girl situation. And Serena's like, okay, I have to go talk to Blair. Okay, thank you. I just totally skipped over that note. So I'm confused because how does Nate have money again? Like, was this ever explained to us? I No, I don't think so. I think it is something to, like, maybe he made some kind of settlement or something. Because, like, Nate's just, like, in his, like, well, fancy-ass house. His mom has all that money. Yeah, but, like, I was, like, under the impression that, like, she was going to have to use all this money to, like, 
get him out of prison or whatever. I don't know. I'm clear. Um, lawyers are expensive. Okay. So. Yeah, but I don't bas- know if they're going to, like, drain your, all of your millions and millions of dollars of accumulated wealth. Well, like, okay. Well, I guess I'm trying to think how much your bail would be set at. And then, like, your lawyer, the retainer is going to be, like, I don't know. Anyway, I guess I kind of, I just saw Molly's Game also, which, like, isn't that kind of a movie? But in that, they said that the retainer was $250,000. Like, that's a lot. But, like. And then you have to pay them for, like, all the work that they do after that. I I understand I guess it'd be like how a million dollars. Work. I don't know. Anyway, it depends so. on like it depends on what kind of legal contract you have because some of the work. I mean, this would probably be like a billable hours thing, but some of the work is like they do it on a fee based schedule. Mm. It just depends on. It depends on the situation. Yeah. Anyway, so basically. Nate is watching The Age of Innocence because he's, like, trying... Because basically Vanessa's, like, you don't try to, like, have interests. And so now he's trying. And she's, like, yay. Okay. So they make up. Okay. So then we go to the loft. And this is where we see Rufus eating very wet (laughs) ice cream. It's, like... He's just... This is such a funny scene to me because he's just... He's standing at the kitchen counter eating ice cream right out of the pint. And naturally, by, it looks like himself. it's vanilla. He's not even watching TV or anything. He's just, like, staring out into space eating this ice cream. And it's so wet. It's, like, disgusting. <laughs> like, why would anyone... Okay, I get it. It's, like, you don't want to eat, like, rock-solid ice cream, but, like, you want, like, a texture in the middle where you can, like, both, like, lick it and bite into it. You don't want, like, soup. Or maybe you do. <laughs> I don't. Like, that's disgusting. Um, fair. And so this was upsetting. So basically they, Dan and Rufus apologize and, you know, I hate Rufus, but also Dan can't sleep with a teacher. So. Yeah, great. Yeah. I also love that Rufus, I love when Rufus calls Dan son and by I love it. I mean, I hate it. <laughs> yeah. This is it's bad. awful. Um, so then we go to Blair casually drinking a martini at a bar. By herself. By herself. Which I, again, I hate this. I hate, for like a while, we did not see them drinking. And now we do again. And I don't care for it. The behavior, like, I'm sorry to say this, but like of alcoholics, you're not supposed to be like drinking by yourself this much. Right. Like, I get, like, it's fine. Like, it is... I mean, I was taught in health, in, like, middle school that if you're drinking alone, like, a lot, that's not good. And I feel like having this these weird martinis by yourself at the sad bar, it's not a good sign. That's not great. Um, and so Serena shows up and apologizes to Blair. And then Blair's basically like, look, I'm a bad person. And Blair, like, has, like, a come-to-Jesus moment. Yeah. Where she's like, I, like, deserve this. Like, I'm not a good person. And it's like, yes. That is true. It is true. Um, so, Jenny has found, back in the loft, Jenny has found another note for Dan from Miss Carr. She gives it to Dan. And the note says she's going back to Iowa. And there's a quote from Edith Wharton. 
And I'm just like very happy that that storyline is over because I didn't enjoy it at all. Yeah, I'm glad that we're getting like the older, like creepy people out of the situ- out of the picture. Yeah. Um, okay. Also, she has the handwriting of like a teenager. Like she doesn't have like adult handwriting. No, Miss Carr. Okay, so then the last scene, Chet goes to Blair's, but Blair is at the bar drinking her sad martini. And then Sebastian Stan shows up and, like, basically, like, starts hitting on Blair. And it's like, oh, something's going to happen. And then the last shot of this episode, I believe, is, like, showing the back of them. And Blair's top is really hideous. It's, like, it has, like, a lace back with, like, silk. It's so, it's just, like, too much. Yeah. It's too much. And so this is sad because, you know, again... Feel bad for Chuck. Things are just not working out for him. Oh, Chuck. Chuckles. Um, yes. So, that's the end of the episode. I encourage you, if you're, for some reason, watching along, which you, why would you do that? Um, but if you are, and you're thinking, why does Amanda keep talking about Sebastian? Okay, Amanda... I'm, like, hearing a lot of, like, weird noises. I'm sorry. Are you still hearing a lot of weird no, noises? No, now I'm good. I think it's, like, the cord or something is getting... I think I was just touching my computer. <laughs> I apologize <laughs> to our listeners. You touch your computer. You're, like, the sound of, like, a storm. It's, like... Whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> it's I don't like, know where the mic is on this computer. Um, <laughs> apologies. <laughs> But if you are wondering why is Amanda keep talking, why does Amanda keep talking about Sebastian Stan? He looks like a young vampire in this show. Again, yeah, he doesn't look good. Like he could get like skincare tips from Jared Kushner. I think Sebastian, young Sebastian Stan, seek out current Jared Kushner <laughs> for skincare advice. Make it happen. Um. Again, I encourage you to look at some recent pictures, especially the GQ Romania photo shoot. It's important to me. Um, And that's all I have for you. You guys, the government is barreling towards a shutdown after Senate blocks short-term spending bill. Uh We are breaking news on the podcast. I would uh, be looking at that, but my phone has decided <laughs> that it's going, it like updated and now it's frozen. So I just have to wait for like the battery to drain so that I can turn it on again. God. <laughs> so well, good. I mean, it's breaking news except for the fact that you'll hear this podcast in like four days. So I'm, I'll try and like get it produced quickly, but it probably won't happen. Anyway. <laughs> Thanks for listening to us for an hour. (laughs) Um, We will be back with you next week. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye.